Here's a recording of a talk I did several years ago during the Super Bowl, right before the Super Bowl, actually. Uh, and it was about uh, about a year before the uh, the Parkland shooting, and it was really talking about uh, one way of um, a frame to uh, look at these types of shootings is uh, through the culture of uh, masculinity and how masculinity, uh, a particular form of hegemonic mascul- masculinity, doesn't really give a lot of um, different ways that men can be in the world. And this is one particular lens in which to view the, uh, the phenomenon of um, school shootings. All right, well, thanks everybody for coming here on this on Super Bowl Sunday. It was very, it's very uh, glad you all could make it. And my name is Jeff Friedman, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm a PhD candidate here at NOVA in marriage and family therapy. And the topic here today is one that's an interest of mine. Uh, it's really looking at the, 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 the uh, school, the, phenom- the, the phenomenon of school shootings from the perspective of gender. And typically when, we, uh, when there's a school shooting, and unfortunately these, seem, these don't seem to be going away, uh, there's often this, this alarming that we need to talk about mental health issues. And while this is very important, uh, gender is something I think that's often overlooked in this conversation. The other, the other conversation that they talk about is gun control, and that's also very important, and I have my own beliefs on these two issues, but Today's talk is about gender. So, when we're talking about gender, I think one of the, the big things that we need to, uh, to talk about is this culture of patriarchy. And there's been a lot of great strides with uh, the feminist movement. And I think women have really been progressing and uh, getting their voice. But when you talk about feminism or masculinity, they're always connected to each other, and I feel this culture of patriarchy is not often talked about enough. Particularly, uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with this concept of the man box, but uh, there was this great TED talk by this guy, Tony Porter, about it that made it more uh, well known. And it's basically, and I think almost every boy, male, uh, growing up in America has some relationship to this. And I can talk from my own experience growing up, I'm Jewish, and I remember my father told me that I, I couldn't get my hair cut before my bar mitzvah because it was like girly that I wanted to like into grooming and looking good, which now I think about as really ridiculous, and I think it comes from these kinds of ideas. And another example of my own personal experience is uh, as a therapist at a drug treatment center in Fort Lauderdale. And I remember one of the, uh, it happened more than one time, a lot of the kids would come in and be crying and me in my office with them. And they were, they were ashamed to, to show their tears in public, so they would make sure that they, you know, they looked all cool before they went out and, and uh, were with all the other peers for fear that, yeah, for fear they'd be ridiculed or even engaged in, in a fight, a violent uh, like fist fight type of thing. And uh, there's all these cultural metaphors about what it is to be a man. It's like to be strong and not ask for directions and not show any weakness. And, and it's pro- pretty problematic because uh, most people, even the really masculine men, don't fit into all this criteria and, and have moments of weakness. And they, and they feel that they don't feel comfortable expressing their more 
classically feminine parts of themselves. And this is an academic concept called hegemonic masculinity, which is really more of a fancy way for saying this really hyper-dominant form of masculinity. And, and if you look at a lot, analyze a lot of school shootings, most of, well, first of all, most, uh, the, predominantly the school shootings have been done, perpetrators have been male. Now, more recently, there have been some females that have engaged in this kind of behavior. But, I mean, if you analyze the, the different incidences, most of the, most of the shooters have had incidences that they've, they've been ridiculed and teased for uh, failing to uh, live up to this, this classical hyper-masculine uh, notion. And it's also interesting that it's, even though that they're often called gay, it's not even so much about their sexual orientation, it's more about their uh, gender identity or gender performance that they're not asking and they're not, they're not behaving in a very masculine way. So we look at males, or uh, the research shows, there's a lot of statistics on this, that our males are much more, um, see violent, resorting to violence as an, an acceptable means of conflict resolution. And this is a quote by a sociologist named Irving Goffman from the 1960s, but I still think it uh, is very relevant today. And I want to particularly bring to attention the bottom part in red, that basically any man that doesn't feel that they live up to this hegemonic form of masculinity, they, they feel inadequate at times, or, and also uh, a particularly uh, emotion that often comes up with is the shame. And because of that, not just violence, I think a lot of men resort to uh, drug addiction or even or like a lot of high-risk sexual behavior to, to deal with these, not living up to this notion of what a man should be. And this is another concept that's talked about in the literature. It's called uh, aggrieved entitlement. And that's this concept that it's also particularly more so uh, white Caucasian males, they feel that they're entitled to wealth and success and pretty women and they feel if they're not able to obtain this, something's wrong and then uh, often in a lot of in video games and other and movies and stuff, it's sort of glorified that violence is a way to sort of reclaim your, uh, your manhood. And the great uh, gender theorist Eminem has some um, <laughs> some interesting words on this subject as well. Uh, the lowest degrading thing you can say to a man when you're battling him is to call him a faggot and try to take away, try to take away his manhood. Call him a sissy, call him a punk. Faggot to me doesn't necessarily mean gay to people. Faggot to me means taking away your manhood. And again, I mean, this really highlights this point that it's the word, you know, Faggot is a pejorative term uh, demeaning and to uh, homosexual people, but in this case, it's really more about not fitting into this gender hegemonic form of masculinity rather than their uh, sexual preference. In Columbine High School, this was sort of the, uh, the school shooting that I remember the most when I was growing up in the, uh, the 1990s, and it, it fit all these kinds of characteristics, and these kids were uh, boys that didn't fit in, and if you really look at the, uh, now analyze it, they don't really seem like the boys were necessarily gay, or they just didn't fit into this man box, if you will. 
And so the, the blaze of glory, this is, a, this is a metaphor that's shown a lot in video games and violent movies. And mostly the shootings that the people that commit them, they go out in a blaze of glory. And that's sort of a very, a very masculine kind of thing. I mean, in terms of this hegemonic, hyper-masculine archetype. And often, like, like it says here too, that men and boys often engage in numbing themselves with drug or alcohol to cope with these feelings of not fitting in. So this word, uh, tshuva, is a Hebrew word that means returning. And I believe that men, boys, and women too, I mean, we both have male and feminine characters. And feminine characteristics. We both have testosterone and estrogen, man or woman. And, uh, but I really think we'd be much better off as a society if we return more to these values of compassion, love, empathy. I think that's really our original nature of that. I think the way some of the economic structures are set up to, uh, to assume more of this dominate, dominating kind of hyper-masculine position, I think both women too need to uh, recognize this. And really what I think what holds us together as a society is a concern for others. And instead of looking at these problems uh, when another school shooting happens, seeing what's wrong with these individuals, that there's something uh, psychologically wrong with them. I and mean, I think gun control is a real big issue and, and should be addressed, but still think about us as society and thinking about how we, how we raise boys and men and even how uh, sometimes women are, I feel, are, are encouraged to take in more of a dominating male kind of uh, role. And uh, I wanted to say that my, my, uh, my last name is Friedman and that happens to mean man of peace in German, so I'm really hoping that we're going to have more of a peaceful world once... Uh, People shift some of their thinking and stuff, and I see a lot of good things happening. That I think one of the things is people are getting much more into uh, meditation and mindfulness, and it helps the people have more concern for their own emotions and concern for others. And if you're more, if you're interested in these kinds of topics, there's um, there's a few different organizations. One called the Good Men Project. There's another one called the Mankind Project uh, that are sort of involved with uh, promoting a more healthier form of masculinity, and there's another good movie, a documentary called The Mask You Live In that really tackles a lot of these issues. Well, thank you.